Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Follow up on the uh, car smell. Uh, someone says, I've never heard of a smell master, but the GM plant in Fairfax, they make nine to 1,200 cars per shift. Wow. Imagine the smell master would be busy. Yeah, all right. It's true. Yeah, that's a lot. Holy crap. Valid question. What happens if it doesn't smell right? They hey, send it back in. John, come add some new some new smell to this car. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. <laughs> you know, like when you, you smell something that stinks or taste something that's terrible and you immediately go, smell this, right? Yeah. Like something's bad in yeah. the fridge. Yeah. Is that what it's like up there at the plant? Oh, smell this one. We got an Altima up here that stinks. And then uh, kudos to you. Text 785 Broncos country. Let's slide. Ah, I like it. Wish I thought of that. That's, That's good. good. Really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. good uh, time for you. a little uh, These Stories is Real. Chiefs head to Denver. And, of course, uh, our buddy Dan has been to Denver uh, several times in his tenure. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. These stories is real. Focus and finish. With Dan Israel. That game will forever stick in me. The longest tenured member of the Chiefs Radio Network. Brought to you by Physician Aesthetic Specialists. Going to Denver. While this one doesn't look that, you know, that tough, really, right? Down, whatever. It is always a raucous atmosphere when you head into Mile High. You know, the old Mile High was an interesting place because it was largely metal, and it was largely built on itself over the years. So it wasn't necessarily the most sturdy, and it certainly wasn't very concrete. There was very little concrete in it. So, man, the the fans would start banging on the seats and stomping on the ground, and literally the whole stadium would shake. And there were just there were moments in the game where it felt like you were in an earthquake and it was hard to compete. You know, when you're when you're a team challenged against that, I don't know what it felt like on the field, but it was loud and it was uh, obnoxious and I remember going there in 1994 to play a Monday night football game and it was an interesting setup because neither Joe Montana or Marty Schottenheimer had ever won in Denver, Colorado. I mean, you, th- you talk about two guys that did an awful lot of winning, and for them never to have a victory in- on, the- on the turf at Mile High was pretty surprising. And So this was a perfect setup. It was a-, a nice, clear night. It was a Monday night football game with two high-profile quarterbacks, John Elway versus Joe Montana, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos. And the game just it evolved exactly how the Monday night football crew wanted it to, which was, 
At the end of one, it was tied 7-7. Seven to seven. At the end of two, it was tied 14-14. to 14. And at the end of three, it was tied 21-21. to 21. So it was a very back-and-forth game where these two quarterbacks were just putting on this, this demonstration. And the fourth quarter finally starts to evolve. The Chiefs get ahead. Then Elway does what he had done so many times. Maybe two, three, four minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. He starts coming from behind. He drives the full length of the field. They they punch it in for a touchdown. The referees call it back, and you've got the fans reacting to everything that's going on. So they're going absolutely crazy when they get in for the touchdown. the The referee says, uh, "You know, penalty on the play. Redo the down." The fans kind of quiet down and sit down. Then they punch it in again. And the referee throws another flag. So this goes back and forth. And finally, on the last attempt, they line up and they're in an illegal formation. So Shannon Sharp, being a good football player and a, and a quick thinker, runs to the line to try to make the formation legal. Elway ends up walking the football in for a touchdown. They have the go-ahead touchdown. And the fans erupted like they had just won the World Cup. I mean, it was crazy. We were next to the owner's booth. Our broadcast booth was next to the Pat Boland's booth. And even the people in his booth who were dressed in coat and ties, dresses, very formal, are going crazy. They're throwing popcorn around. They're slapping signs in the window. It's just absolutely nuts. Bill Grigsby is in the back of our booth in the corner, away from the field. He's refusing to look at the field doing counting rosaries, doing Hail Marys. He's like, he's so nervous about this game. So there's about a minute 20 left in the game, and Joe Montana just did what Joe Montana could do, only Joe Montana could do, and he drove down the field. It was like eight yards out, eight yards out, eight yards down the field, 10 yards, 12 yards. He drove, I think, 75 yards in under a minute with just seconds left on the clock, he throws a touchdown to Willie Davis and go ahead. We win the game. First win for Montana. First win for Marty Schottenheimer. And perhaps most importantly, first win for Dan Israel. Because we had been a lot we'd been up there a lot and we had lost a lot up there. It felt really good. And it was you know, the statistics on that game were phenomenal. I think that between the two quarterbacks, there was six hundred and something, seven hundred yards or something thrown, and it just was a phenomenal game. Perhaps till still today, including the Rams game a few years ago, still one of the best Monday night football games ever. About the stadium atmosphere in Denver, and I think Josh and I agree on this one. Arrowhead's the best, obviously. We love the atmosphere in Denver. And when they talk about stadiums around the league, everybody goes, oh, Arrowhead's great. And then they want to mix in Green Bay, and maybe you hear Seattle. I feel like Denver always gets left out. And to me, next maybe to Arrowhead. because we've only been there for a Chiefs game, too. I mean, might, might be part of it. Maybe. <laughs> that, that, that could be part of it. But they're to not me, a, the experiences I've had, and yeah, I know you, yeah. they've been great. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's great crowd atmosphere. That incomplete, you want to just punch oh, somebody. Yeah. They're I mean. pretty savvy fans, too, and it's humiliating to hear that incomplete in such unison. I do think, I do think like, if you, if you just look at Lambeau Field, there's a mystique. I remember standing on Lambeau Field thinking, you know, this is hallowed ground. I mean, this is where Jim Brown ran. This is where, you know, the greats, Ray Nitsky, you know, played. And Don so, Mikowski. Yeah, there, there, there's, <laughs> there's some significance about Lambeau Field in terms of its history. But from a fan standpoint, other than the fact that those guys will go out and sit in below zero temperatures on concrete benches, uh, I, I'd, I'd put 
I think Mile High fans are probably uh, more intense and more savvy than than probably any others. I, I would put them right next to Arrowhead as well. Now we were. I was never at the old Mile High anyway. I wasn't either, except that fake one in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, the, the one, the one that they <laughs> built in, in, in the parking lot. But, but you, you'd mentioned it was like steel bleachers and and making a lot of noise. And then you always wonder, like, they didn't want to. They were mad that they were getting rid of that. Yeah, right? I know. It was such a bad stadium to work too, because. In order to get to the booth, you had to push hundreds of pounds of equipment up the hill and then down the hill, up a ramp and then down a ramp, up and then you had to climb a bunch of steps. And and I'm telling you, when that crowd would go crazy, you, the building would physically sway. It, it was there was so much movement. It was it really felt unsettling. Uh, the the other place that I remember that kind of paralleled that was the Los Angeles Coliseum. But the problem with that was it really was dilapidated. It was such an old stadium. Every time we went out there, the press box had moved because the previous press box had caved in or, or fallen apart or something due to an earthquake. But, yeah, Mile High, was, uh, it, it was a pretty interesting stadium. The new stadium's nice, don't get me wrong, but the, there was a mystique about that. It's kind of like Candlestick, you know, where that was, it was that old uh, rusted-out metal kind of look to it. I wonder how they replicated then the stadium swing because the new one does too. Yeah, you feel it. You feel that thing move when they're get when they're amped up and they're going. That freaked me out the first time. I'm we, like, we haven't lost there in so long. I can't tell you what it feels like. The Royals have won a World Series more recently than the Chiefs have lost in Denver. <laughs> yeah, that's, or to Denver. That's amazing. To Denver, not at Denver. To Denver. That's amazing. You almost feel sorry. For, almost feel sorry for those fans. You know, especially with what they're going through now. I think they're at a fifty-year all-time low. Just We've been there, man. We remember the 80s. I don't feel sorry for him, though, Dan. That's Dan Israel. These stories is real. Yeah, it probably hasn't. The building probably hasn't swayed since we were there for that Peyton Manning. Uh, That's the last time. Game. And the building was 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 literally moving. You could feel the the press box was like swaying back. It was eerie. It's crazy out there, man. I, 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 I always tell people, if you want to pick a road game to go to as a Chiefs fan, go to Denver. Go to Denver. Like it, it's it's affordable compared to the other two in the division. Well, that too, yeah, <laughs> that too. But it's a, it's 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 and it's much more of a real stadium. It's a real stadium yeah. than the other two, which yeah. are nice buildings. I think we were like stadium <laughs> purists here in Kansas City, right? Like we we like the fact that Arrowhead is what it is. You go to L.A. and you go to Las Vegas, which you've been to both. It's nothing like Arrowhead, is it? No, no not at all. No. Right? No, nothing. Not not much of a home field advantage. You go to Denver, it's like Arrowhead. It's a home field advantage. Fans are passionate, and you're going to have a lot of fun out there. Yeah. Because yeah. every time we go, even the Bronco fans, nothing but gracious. Every time we go. Oh, no, no. They, yeah, they're usually really cool. Yeah. It, it mellow, is, maybe mellow. Mellowed out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Everybody's walking around with their eyes red, but it's a great atmosphere. And you and, can go get annoyed by the incomplete in person. Just do yeah, it once. Yeah. And if yeah, you, I think it's a, that's a, should be a bucket list road trip for you. I agree. No one ever wanted to go to Oakland, right? Ugh. Um, San Diego was nice. Yeah. But you didn't want to go to the game. Right? Yeah. And then I'll tell you about these two stadiums. You can go and uh, take the tour without going to a game and get the experience of it. But because it's about the same atmosphere. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, I swear LA's piping in noise. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Vegas is really cool. I mean, it 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 is, but it's not. 
It's uh, it's not a hardcore football environment. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you, you Denver's got, a real football environment. It is. Buffalo probably won't Denver, be this Green week, Bay, but, you know, Kansas City. You I mean, know, this season it might not be, but hey, you might get it, get easier tickets as well this this year. So. But you know what we're also doing though, Josh, as you mentioned that we're losing the real true football environment to all these new shiny stadiums that only corporate executives can afford to get into. I mean, gone are the days of Buffalo, Green Bay, Kansas City, Denver. Who else? Pittsburgh? I think that's probably still a real football Philly. environment. Philly, that's yeah. still a real football yeah. environment. It's about it. But if you've ever been to Dallas, it's that's not, not a football environment. You know what I mean, it's, no. it's a nice, big, fancy stadium, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Denver Denver's a fun crowd. It is, man. Do yourself know, a favor. Go. I don't know how, how into it they're going to be this week. I'm interested mm, to see that part of, of it. Red. But, uh, yeah, you might be able to get you know, better access to tickets this go around too. That's so. true. And you can just hop in the car and go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always been my recommend. That's my recommendation. Pick a road trip, go to Denver. Yeah. People ask all the time, which road game should we go to? Denver's Denver, the answer. Denver's the answer. Denver is the answer. Uh, the chiefs tumble in this week's power rankings and be ready for your random power rank involving Russell next. Fesco in the morning. Uh. <laughs> Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yo, train Trump the first. It's going down, fades a black street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like agony, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me ass out. Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet. Giving up the mistakes with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies Black Street and Teddy, the original rough shakers. Shutting it down, good lord. Baby got them open all over town. Strictly bitch, you don't play around. Cover much ground, got game by the town. Getting paid is a forte. Each and every day, true play away. You pick the music on a way back Wednesday, 913 586 7610. Include your name so that you get the credit. Our man Kyle in Odessa wanted some Teddy Riley. And uh, Blackstreet, Dr. Dre, Queen Pin with some no diggity right here on Fesco in the Morning, preferred by four to one by uh, bird hunters up north. That's right. Uh, up north bird hunters. Sure. They were at the, the K, right? Yeah. Yeah. Minus Teddy Riley. Who, and the bird hunters? Uh, no diggity. Uh, Blackstreet. They were there. That's Minus right. Teddy Riley. Yep. 
minus Dr. Dre, minus Queen Pen. But hey, they still did no diggity. So, so they really weren't there then. So they're they're a, a normal band, right? <laughs> still touring. I got like one guy left, right? Yeah. And my daughter asked me yesterday. She's like, I got an email. She's like, What does Journey sing? Oh wow. wow! And I said, I said, I said, you probably heard, you know, Don't Stop Believing. But mm-hmm. she's like, well, Are they? Are they touring or something? Because I got a, I got an email about. This. I said, I guess that was who, one of the, who that was, was the email from. Would that have been was my one first that, question. That was the one that stunned me. It was like you know, ticket ticket master. Oh, okay, all right. So the, then the answer is yes. Yeah. But I was I, I guess I, that one got me. I was like, Journey? I don't know. Yeah. They're they're touring. Yeah. Is Steve Perry back? I don't think so. You know, it's like that. It's like right. it's is he Journey. still the front man for Journey? It's Journey with no original members, probably. You right. Know? Then they're not Journey. Right. You're a Journey cover band at that point in time, right? Something like that, yeah. Like the Beatles going on without Elton John. I mean, you just can't be the Beatles without Elton John. And now that he's retiring, you can't do the Beatles anymore. That's true. Technically true. Uh, It is time for this week's uh, Power Rankings. Yeah, I why guess not? The, why I not? guess they still wanted some no diggity that's instead no of diggity, the uh, no diggity power rankings. In, fine. Instead of the wonderful that's, intro that's that we fine. put together. Oh, okay. It's seven o'clock on a Wednesday. Well, yeah, actually, it's seven ninety-four. Should have used power the other one. Rankings. <laughs> you only knew the power. Do you have the power? Uh, it's not seven o'clock. It's seven nineteen. So if you heard that, you're yeah, late. Yeah, you're late. And we are too. Uh, uh, but uh, taking a look at this week's power rankings, we we're just delaying the uh, the inevitable. The bad, yeah, the bad, the bad news they have they have they've dropped in the power rankings this week. Uh, Chiefs down three in the CBS one, for instance, to number four this week. Oh no, all the way down um, to number four. Yeah, about this write up. As long as they don't play the Bengals, they're just fine. <laughs> That's the write up. <laughs> don't worry much about this group. It says so that's at least a positive yeah. at the end of it. But uh, Eagles number one. Followed by the Bills. The Cowboys have jumped over the Chiefs. No, no, they have not. I mean, they did play that one great fourth quarter against, you know, Jeff Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, who wasn't impressed? Who wasn't impressed? I mean, look, I'm impressed that they've scored 33 points in the fourth quarter, and I don't think it was from an offensive score or, like, the quarterback didn't throw a touchdown or something like that. It was bizarre. Yeah. Put the Cowboys up on that. Uh, Bengals at number six. Let's see where they have the... uh... Broncos at 31 just ahead of the Texans. Oh, wow. The defense continues to play well, but the offense is awful. Russell Wilson isn't very good right now. Nice trade. That's right. (laughs) Man. Frisco. It's like I wrote that. Nice trade. Nice trade. Way to mess up that trade. Right. Uh, Yahoo Sports. They have the uh, the Chiefs dropping as well this week. Uh, Let's see. We'll start at the bottom first, though. Broncos 31. 31, yeah. <clears throat> their write-up's great, too. Uh, they're one of the most unwatchable teams in recent NFL history. I don't disagree with that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's not uh, that's not pretty. Uh, they have a Chiefs at number three. Okay. Uh, last week, they were number one. Chiefs' remaining schedule is at Broncos, at Texans versus Seahawks versus Broncos at Raiders. They're probably not losing any of those games. Sunday's loss wasn't ideal, but they still have a great shot at the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. We could have written that one, too. Yep. Cowboys at number two. Yeah, well, Cowboys are on a hot streak right now. They are they are on a heater. Uh, Eagles one, Cowboys two, Chiefs three, Buffalo Bills number four, Bengals at number five mm-hmm. on the uh, the Yahoo one. Cowboy, 
The Cowboys are on a heater. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Somebody on the text line says, I hate the Cowboys, but they'll be in the Super Bowl this year. Why do you think I the Cowboys think are going to be in the Super Bowl? They'll defy their own odds? Yeah, I'm not betting on the Cowboys. They'll mess something up. Uh, NFL.com has the Eagles at number one. They remain the uh, number one team. They have the Cowboys at number two. They moved the Bengals up to number three from number eight. Oh, boy. Joe Burrow is the truth, it says. Wasn't there somebody else that was nicknamed the truth? Yeah, but I, I can't remember who it is. Paul right? Pierce. Paul Pierce. Oh, Paul Pierce. Right. Right. Yeah. Paul Pierce. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it wasn't in football. Though. No, it so was not. No, it was, like, it was an NBA guy. Yeah, Paul I, Pierce. I had to make sure it wasn't bit related. Therefore, may I give it yeah, an appropriate yeah, amount yeah, of time no, no, to no, let no, it breathe? Yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Or Ron the Truth Killing WWE. Bills at number four. Chiefs at number five. Down from number two. Just, just not good. The Chiefs hopes of landing the number one seed in the AFC took a major hit major, on Sunday. Major the hit. The loss of the Bengals. Major blow. The one team in the conference that appears to have Kansas City's number. That's three straight losses of Joe Burrow and company in the past calendar year. All taught one score affairs that ended with Cincy making the type of crunch time money play that Kansas City has been known for Bro, during their extended run of greatness. Who, who is this one again? NFL.com. They're living in the past. Like those games are over. With a favorable schedule, the Chiefs can still right the ship, nab the top seed and by that comes with it. But you wonder if some doubt has crept in when it comes to that team from Cincinnati. I don't know about that. That's in the past, man. I can't look in the past. I got to focus on the future. Cincinnati is not on the schedule moving forward. As of now, no. That's right. As of now, they're not yeah. on the schedule moving forward. And they might have forward. to come to Kansas City. And they City may have to again. come to Kansas City. And you know what happens when that when that'll mm-hmm. happen? They'll they'll lose. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't as definitive as you normally are. No. Uh, they have nothing. They have the Broncos um, up a spot to number thirty this week. Nice. Wow. It's becoming increasingly apparent rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett might not be so fortunate that Russell Wilson's contract means he'll get another shot and he won't. Yep, that's right. The offensive struggles of the Broncos have long since entered the realm of the absurd. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're talking about firing the GM out there as well. Yeah. Again, new owner. I think everybody's on the uh, on the chopping block. I would block. think. I would think. And, uh, and ESPN has the Eagles number one, the Chiefs down a spot to number two this week. And they, uh, they're... And not really question, but we're number one in dot, dot, dot is their thing today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the Eagles one turnover margin. Yeah, I'd love to be number huge. one in that yeah. category. But uh, Chiefs still, we're number one in scoring. Scoring. There you go. Yep. Bills number three, Cowboys four. Where do they have the, uh, wow, Bengals all the way down to number eight. That's right. And they stayed put. How about that? Yeah. Didn't impress ESPN, apparently. Right. They just stayed at number uh, number eight this week. And then the uh, the Broncos come in at number thirty one. We are number one in scoring. You know, scoring. Oh, the Broncos. Yeah, uh, they're number one, giving their fans heartache. Defense, red zone defense. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh boy, jeez, oh, that spells Uh-oh. trouble. Oh boy, all the bloggers are going to be ready for this one. Podcasters, podcasts. podcasters are going crazy yeah, right mer- now. Emergency podcasts. Of course, on, on offense, they are tied for last in red zone efficiency. So. The good, the uh, good and the bad, mm-hmm. but number one in red zone touchdown percentage at 32.1%. So it's the red zones going toe to toe this week in Denver. Uh, time for this week's random power rankings. You can weigh in with yours as well. 913-586-7610. We uh, are not including, none of us would include him. So we decided uh, power rank your Wilson's right. today. Yep. Power, power rank, rank your, your Wilson's. Wilson's. Russell, Russell, why don't you get started Russell on this ain't, one? Russell ain't one. 
All right, for number four, I'm going with the NFL ball, the Duke from Wilson. Ah, very good. Love like that, that football. Yep. The Duke? The Duke. Yeah. The Duke. Yep. Way to go, Duke. Number three, Luke Wilson. Love him in old school. I think he's the better Wilson brother there. Mm-hmm. I know debate. I could probably get some, uh, some pushback on that. But yeah. Luke Wilson coming in at number three. Number two, one of my favorite Kansas City Royals, Willie Wilson. I like that. Yep. And number one, your favorite, my favorite uncle, Uncle Charlie Wilson. I was only that a hang, wasn't looking for a thing. I was just about to bounce. And then I saw Miss Lady. Then I said to myself, Charlie Wilson, the former lead member of the Gap Band, has had an incredible career, solo career, second half of his uh, his uh, musical career. So, uh, love Uncle Charlie Wilson. There goes my book. There you go. All right, what do you got, Josh? Uh, number four, this is where we have debate. Owen Wilson, number uh, four. There it is. Oh, I am ahead of Luke. Yeah. Owen Wilson, oh. Lightning McQueen, come on now. Wow. Uh, number three, Wilson Betamete. That's a good Wilson right That's there. That's a good pull yeah. right there. Is he coming back? I don't think so. Uh, number two, my Wilson tennis racket. Pretty good. Okay. I hit all right with it sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's user error. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not the racket's, <laughs> it's not the racket's fault. Uh, and then number one for me would be uh, Wilson Pickett. So, you know. Yeah. Mustang <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carney sister. you better slow your Slow it down. Mustang Sally! Ride Sally, ride. All right, coming in at number four for me is is Wilson the Volleyball. I'm going Wilson the Volleyball. That's right, yes. Anytime you can talk to a volleyball on an island, I've got to give you that one. So that comes in at number four. Number three, of course, is somebody that we all want to be, Thomas F. Wilson, who was Biff, of course, and with the Almanac and Back to the Future 2. Who didn't idolize Thomas F. Wilson uh, at the time? If I just said Thomas Wilson, you wouldn't know. But you put that F in there, it stands out, right? It stands out. Uh, Coming in at number two, I was watching it yesterday. Rain Wilson from The Office. He played Dwight on The Office. And the the episode I was watching yesterday is where Jim gets attacked by Pam's boyfriend. And, and you know, Dwight has the uh, pepper spray and, and, and uh, you know, things at his desk to defend himself with. Pepper sprays the guy. What a great character he was in that show. Unbelievable character. And number one for me comes in Mr. Wilson. Hey, man. My whole life, I was told I look like Dennis the Menace. Mm. Blonde kid with a cowlick running around back there all the time. Probably caused some trouble. So Annoying neighbors. Oh, God, yes, I was annoying neighbors. There's no question about it. You can weigh in your random power rankings today. We're power ranking a Wilson's, not Russ. We were deprived of another uh, AFC top quarterback, but at least he was honest with his team. We'll get to that next. This is Festo in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967, with friend of the show, Brett Veach. You're listening to Festo in the Morning. I mean, I'm not, but you are. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We go money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. And the payoff. Bling, 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 bling,
Bar. It is Bar. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single season record with 61 home runs. It's a two run judgey and blast. Here comes the judge. A two run blast, and the Yankees take a 5 3 lead on number 61 for Judge. You request the music on a way back Wednesday, 913 586 7610. That was also John Sterling on the Yankees call. That's right. Tag your name so we know who uh, requested it. This one's coming from AJ in the Boogie Down Bronx. He wanted <laughs> Show Me the Money from Shane McMahon. Ah, and boy, to have they him did. So Arson tuned into that. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Arson Aaron, Judge. Aaron Locked Judge, in. according to multiple reports, will let the baseball guys fight over who had it first. Right. I, I'm, I'm um, seeing John Morosi had it first, according to okay. Ken Rosenthal. Okay. Now confirmed by so-and-so, so-and-so and then so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so Buster so-and-so, only yeah, and right, Jeff right, Hassan and right. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um Aaron Judge agrees to a nine-year, $360 million deal with the Yankees. Roger Clemens is in George's box, and Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh, my good, goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things... Go get him. Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. I don't know why Susan Waldman <laughs> called him Roger Clemens. That's weird. Aaron Judge is who she meant, but uh, yeah. That was live reaction from... Uh, live reaction from Susan? Yes. Yeah, we, we got it, Sue. We got you. So Aaron Judge, who was looking for real estate in San Francisco. Uh, that was the tweet you read an hour ago. Did not find what he was you can have a summer home, I guess. Yeah, he couldn't afford one of those uh, brownstones or whatever. Couldn't afford the uh, full house house. And, and then went back to uh, went back to the Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million deal. That would equate to, let's do the math, $40, 40 million, million a, year. a year, right? That's okay. $10 million less than what Patrick Mahomes makes per year. Isn't that still, crazy? Right? That we part's... talk about baseball money all yeah. the time, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> quarterback money's still all right. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Quarterback money's pretty good. Pretty good. So Arson Judge could sign with the Giants. That's true. Still, He's you know? still available. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So right. according to Bob Nightingale now, uh, Aaron Judge had similar offers from the Yankees and Giants before deciding to stay with New York. He informed the Yankees of his decision late last night. So that's uh, that's really, 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 really uh, good uh, for Aaron Judge to get that kind of money. And uh, very less, I mean, shockingly, New York has a lesser income tax rate than California has. He would have, in the top tax bracket in California, listen to this, he would have been paying, just in California state income tax alone, 13.3%. In just California state income tax alone. That's enough to keep you out of that state, right? How do people afford to live in California? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously asking that question. 13.3% of your income is going to the state? So Aaron Judge staying in New York, staying with the Yankees, will end his career there, obviously. With, I think you, you try know, to shield your income to, to other states. I think it's how yeah, most of it works. right. You do. Yeah, you yeah, have right. to. You have to. So uh, it is official. He's back with the New York Yankees. And I'll, I'll tell you what, this whole thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. John Heyman, man, he needs to take a deep breath, take a step back, and take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had himself a bad day yeah, on did. Twitter he yesterday. Did. He did. Not only did he call him arson judge, which we don't know if that was a typo or if he did that on purpose, and he had it wrong. He was wrong. Correct. 
Like, wrong. Yeah, yep. A million percent wrong with that tweet yesterday. I wonder, and this is conspiracy theory Bob here, you know, because I wear that tinfoil hat. And the Giants and Yankees still play on opening day at Yankee Stadium. Now it's just got a different meaning. Yeah. Aaron Judge spurned the, the Giants, stayed with the Yankees, right? But did his tweet yesterday tick off Aaron Judge where he decided because of that and because maybe the Giants getting a little bit ahead of themselves, Aaron Judge said, eh, read between the lines, held up three fingers and decided to stay with the New York Yankees because we know how mad he was last year when the Yankees released that information, right? When they said, oh, seven for two four, he was offered seven for two fourteen and turned that down by the Yankees and ended up signing nine for 360. He made himself a hundred and fifty million dollars more. Well done. I thought I'd be a little, <laughs> not that 40, 40 is not a lot. You thought it would be more. Yeah. You thought we'd be seeing 500. I yeah. was really expecting the sticker shock of a $500 million contract. I was too. I really I, was I, I did. like, I it is going to just get, right? be crazy. Yeah. Cause you see 360 and go, eh, well, but they did off. Yeah. It's way more than they offered him before. Seven so. for two ten, basically in April. Here we are. 12, 11, 10, nine, eight months later. And a few home runs and later. a few home runs later. <laughs> 99 wins later. Realizing yeah. he's the catalyst of that team. Yep. Uh, we're going to offer you two more years and an extra $150 million. How's that sound That's for you? That's $75 mil a year extra for those two years. Not bad. Not bad if you can get it. Good Lord. Way to go, Aaron Judge. That's called betting on yourself, right? Big time. Big time, Big time betting, betting on himself. And he won. And, he, and it paid off. And he got his money. And... Right now, today, John Heyman's waking up at the winter meetings in San Diego going, did Arson Judge sign anywhere? Wow. That, that, the, the fallout today, like today's a day for Twitter. Today's one of those days. If you, if, you John. Got, if you got time to kill and you want to go down rabbit holes, today is a day for Twitter following John Heyman and seeing what people just, say. Just go through the responses, yeah. Because he had a tweet earlier today about something completely different, right? And I read it to you, and he spelled best wrong. Yeah, Hest. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and so, Some of my spell checkers not for good. Yeah. Uh, John Heyman just tweets out, Judge returning the Yankees 360 for nine years. Deal not official, but we'll get done. <laughs> oh, wow. Come on now. Come on, John. MLB.com legitimately put out a tweet saying it's official. He's going back to the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he t- quote tweeted something. It's in one of the Hests well-deserved. And of course, there's 207 comments on some PR. That I'll say getting an arson award. and Hest. Arson yeah. and Hest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starting the day off strong, John. Mm. Hest of luck to you. <laughs> like, if you're John Heyman, you got to put the phone down today. Just walk away from the Twitter machine. There's no need for this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He missed. Carson Judge. So if good. you uh, <laughs> caught this story yesterday, it was a, a big story on ESPN.com. It's worth the read. It's it's kind of lengthy, but it's uh, worth the read. Um, Andrew Luck kind of opened up for the first time about leaving football. Yeah. And he left everybody kind of wanting more a little bit, fought back from injury, came back, played pretty well, and then stopped right in the preseason. Remember? Mm-hmm. And then if you remember the game, was a preseason game against the bears. I think. He wasn't yeah. dressed for it. Was going to make an announcement the next day. Mm-hmm. And then it leaked and he had to address it that day. And the whole thing was kind of awkward. Left Frank Reich, right? Kind of hanging. Oh God. Yeah. And left. But 
Um, it's a really good write-up. He kind of explains the uh, the why. And obviously injuries were a part of it. Rehabbing from injuries were a part of it. And I guess really just kind of the mental strain of being back, the leader. And he, at least he was cool and honest with himself and said, I don't want to, I just don't want to do this anymore. Right. I don't, I don't like the person I am more than anything. Right. Yeah. He discussed being, became controlling the pressures of being the quarterback. You are the leader of that building. You are the leader of that franchise, everything you say. And it, and, 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 and it sounded like to a certain extent, the power kind of overcame him as well, where he just became super bossy and, and didn't like it. meals for people and things like that. Like, and, and I, I thought I read it and I thought, yeah, it would have been nice to see him still playing quarterback and you'd have another AFC rival, oh, I God, guess, yeah. at a quarterback position. Um, but he just kind of said, this isn't for me, man. I'm out. I think it would have been the best of the rivalries he's, too, right? He's going back to school. Yep. He's going to be a teacher at Stanford and he thinks he wants to teach and he st- does want to coach football mm-hmm. eventually, but it took him. We're now what? Three years removed, five quarterbacks removed or yeah. so from that Head coach to, to get to the point where he's like, you know, I think this is what I want to do moving forward. Yeah. And seems about as at peace as you could be, but it's a really like captivating read as to the, why he walked away from football. And it, it really takes somebody, I guess special would be the word to use for that, to be able to recognize that and to be able to, to kind of prioritize life over money because he had 139 million reasons to stay with the Indianapolis Colts, right? He, he had just signed a very lucrative contract at that point in time. And so he had many, many reasons to stay there and, and play and continue to try to fight through it, or at least, you know, fake his way through this whole thing. But he realized he couldn't throw, and he realized he didn't like the person he was, and he walked away. I mean, it's a lot of money to leave on the table. So I, I, like, I give Andrew Luck a lot of credit for being able to do that. I think he did something that I would say the majority of us want to do at some point in our life is just kind of walk away from whatever it is that you're doing, but you realize you can't because, I don't know, you need the income. But Andrew Luck was able to do that, and he's living a happier life. And sometimes, you know, we forget about life after football and how many of these guys truly live happy successful, pain-free lives after they're done playing. It's not as many as you think, right? I was listening to Tiki Barber yesterday on our sister station, WFAN, and somebody called up and said, do you regret retiring when you did? Because he retired the next year the Giants won the Super Bowl. And Tiki Barber said, no, not at all. He goes, I hated getting ready for the season. I hated lifting weights. I hated putting on 20 pounds. I hated everything that went along with it. And so he walked away. He walked away from a team that won the Super Bowl, and that that would eat at me. If I was Tiki Barber, that would eat at me for the rest of my life. Like, I could still play, but I walked away, and this team went on to win the Super Bowl. My God. And then Andrew Luck, he was able to walk away. And these are two guys that are very much at peace with being able to do that. How many guys retire in the NFL that we see that never are at peace, right? That never want to. Look, at Tom Brady's still going because he can't let go of playing in the NFL. He can't let go of football. Andrew Luck is like, man, I care more about my wife and my family, and it was taking a toll on her and some of the stories that he was talking about with his wife and the way he was treating her. Well, she's a saint, it she, sounds like. She, yeah. yeah, she's stuck, like, I'm getting ready to divorce stuck, this guy. Stuck through him being a jerk, it yeah, sounds like. Yeah, you know? just a controlling guy yeah. at home with everything. And so I give the guy a lot of credit, man. There, there's something about it that, like, I'm like, I envy you for being able to do that. He does feel guilty of, like, the timing. I wish he could have yeah. gave him more heads up. I'm like, man, you, you only knew when you knew. And he felt, probably felt a lot of pressure to return. Mm-hmm. And f- just kind of had to escape the pressure. Like, this isn't for me anymore. This right. Isn't, this isn't who I am. I'm not I'm not a quarterback. I'm Andrew Luck. Right. And so really, really 
wild story. It's again, it's lengthy at ESPN.com, but it's it's really really it, good. It, it's so it's worth enlightening, the you know, yeah, the yeah. way he he fought himself, the, the inner conflict that he had, whether or not am I tough enough for leaving, or am I not tough by you know by not sticking around and. When he talked about the person he was becoming due to the chronic pain and the medication that he was taking and he started being despondent and, you know, taking himself away from his wife, I thought that was is very enlightening for somebody to be that vulnerable to talk about it, yeah. speak about it, and say, you know, I don't like who I am right now. And mm-hmm. the love of my life is football and my wife, and now I have to choose. And he chose his wife, which was the smart thing to do. He's got a couple little kids and sounds like uh, – mm-hmm. Going, he's going back to he's a regular student at Stanford right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, getting his master's degree. Getting his master's degree. Are you cheating so. off his paper? Yeah, he's. Yeah. I've always thought he was. I mean, he went to Stanford. You're like, oh, he must be pretty smart. But then you, you always heard him like, yeah, he's he's really he's smart. Almost, he's almost like too smart. Too like, smart. Like that was probably. I, I, I'm not even joking. That wasn't part of the article. I always wondered did that get in the way? You know, the kid that needs more and more yeah, and more. Right, and right, like, right. Oh, this football thing. I don't know. There's more to me. I don't want to do. it. Like, what's my next thing? Could be. And if, go, go find his next thing now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely cheating off his paper. But if you're at Stanford, you're probably not cheating. But I feel like we were cheating well, out of that quarterback rivalry. Then you're not trying. Yeah, that's true. Another big money contract that wasn't about the money. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, locked in, focused, and ready to go starting at 6. I get the bosses wrong all the time, too. I remember which one's on which team. Yeah. Right. Chubs are the same way. Chubs are the same way. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this now? I totally forgot. I lost you on yeah, Chubb, you, you nine-year-old. <laughs> Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. I'm your Pick the music on a way back Wednesday at 913-586-7610. Tag your name, you get the credit. Our buddy Michael in Wichita wanted a little I'm your boogeyman. From Casey and the Sunshine Band. Right here on Fesco in the morning. What's up, fellas? What's up is Aaron Judge's new contract. He yeah. signed with the Yankees in case you're just tuning in. Even though John Heyman had Arson Judge signing with the Giants last night. <laughs> Shooter McGavin has a nice little tweet this morning of uh, of Giant fans going after John Heyman this morning. It's a man running down the golf course with the crowd chasing him behind. It's funny. Um, two, two quick notes. Number one, just amuse me on this one for a second, all right? When you see that deal for Aaron Judge, and then I look at your sweatshirt, and I see Kansas City Royals on your sweatshirt, do you feel like we're even in the same sport as these no, other teams? Right? No. Like it's not even the same sport. Nope. It's nope. not even the same sport. And that, and I mean, don't feel like like we have a team when I see. Things I wasn't like going to be right? in the Judge thing anyway. We know that. But, right. But right. Right. Me, it's more so the the like the pitchers that sign that you've kind of heard of. Right. Jamison Tyon got $68 million. And what's the other one? To Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. $72 million. Possibly linked to, and they got like $70 million, and I'm going, yeah, I don't even feel like I'm in that pool. Like, you're not even in the same sport. It's it, Again, no. we talked about it yesterday. I don't want to be, we, we, we all know the ills that baseball has. And it was funny. You see the contract side, and you go, ah, I wasn't really wowed. I didn't think it would be. I thought I'd right. have more sticker shock. Yeah, right. Well, $40 million a year. 
Right. It's the largest it's contract in baseball history, Josh. Correct. It is the largest free agent contract in baseball history. Nine for 360 at $40 million per year surpasses Bryce Harper's 13 for 330 that he got, which was only $25 million a year. Uh, Corey Seager got 10 for 325 last year with Texas Rangers. Remember that Corey Seager contract with the Rangers? The, the Texas Rangers have a way of spending money so poorly that nobody ever hears from people again. They are the worst organization when it comes to but spending they, money and getting results. Good, but the good news is they can continue to write those checks. They apparently. can, but they get no results from them. Like, if you're... If you're I'd the rather, one Ranger fan we know, aren't you mad? Like you're spending this kind of money, we yeah, we're nothing. That, no, it's not my money, but um, I would love to be able to go back to the well again. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do get jealous when you can just go, like like the the, the tie on one. Yeah, he goes to the Cubs at a, at a dollar frame where we go. Oh my gosh, there! You know how much pressure he'd be under to pitch here. Yeah, he goes to the Cubs. It doesn't work. That I'll just flush it. We'll flush it down. Yeah, because if like, he came here, he would ha- he would have more scrutiny here than he would just in Chicago. Be the, just right? gonna be the four starter for seventy mil. We'll see if it works out. Here yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, you seventy mil. You better pitch your ass off. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like, here, he, everybody would expect even, him to pitch every day. It's, it doesn't feel like the same game. No. Yeah, it really does. Like I, I, I do. I feel like right now, like we're the. I, I don't even want to say the JV squad. I feel like the Royals and and basically everybody else, but the five major teams in baseball now. We're all we're all in like the freshman team, man. We're like the freshman B team going out there trying to compete with the seniors in the varsity, and you, you you can't. I mean, you just can't do that. And I think that's why in 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 you know in high school you have the freshman team, you have the JV, you have the varsity. Everybody plays at the level that they're supposed to be playing at. In Major League Baseball, you got these five teams that just lord over everybody else, and everybody else is going, nah, I don't know. And then the players are so stupid, they voted against playoff expansion, which is, makes no sense to me why they voted against playoff expansion. Give more teams the opportunity to get in. Give yourself more opportunity to get a postseason bonus. But the players said, no, they didn't want another team added into the postseason, so they, they didn't add the expansion, in, which was does, doesn't make any sense. And so here we sit again in a sport that – Wow, $360 million, and you look at the Royals and you or any other team for that part. It's not just the Royals, but you look at everybody else and you go, yeah, we couldn't have played in that pool. Aaron it Judge j- is lucky he found somebody to go against the Yankees and bid. Yeah, true. It, ju- it just feels like I know it's the cost of doing business. Like mm-hmm. the going rate is the going rate. And if you want to pay the going rate, great. And if you don't, you're, you're screwed. Yeah, right? yeah. I feel like that's where you're at. You're just, you're just screwed. Every, everybody has to develop. Right. That's that's the game we're playing. Everybody has to develop because you're not going to go. I don't I don't really want to say go go take a chance on a 70 million dollar pitcher. Right. No, can't doesn't do feel it. doesn't feel like it's going to work for any of us. Right. Right. That we want them to spend. I want them to spend. Of course, I want them to spend. But I got to spend on a bunch of unknown guy coming off career year. They got to give 70 million dollars to and see if it works out. Right. Not interested. How, in doing how, that. how yeah. confident are you that that's going to work out for us here? Right. I have none, none, none whatsoever. And and the pressure Tyon or Taiwan Walker would have been under if they signed here in Kansas city. Hey, he's making 20 million a year. He better go out there and have a sub three and win 20 games. Well, right. Of course we eh, look at that. Yeah. And if I'm one of those guys, I'm like, I'm not going to go try to save a franchise. I'll just go blend into the woodwork. Baseball's here. so average at so many spots that are getting so much pay, right? Average pitching gets too much money. Right. It does. And you can't. Uh, and there's yeah, nothing you can do about it. That's why it's so important. And it was so important for the Royals to make the decisions to change the direction of their franchise. That's why every day it becomes more abundantly clear why it was time to move on from Dayton Moore, Mike Matheny and Cal Eldred. Those three guys that were removed at the end of the season, because we're getting into a realm in sports where 
if it continues like this, there's going to be no way the Royals can sign anybody in the free agent market, right? So they have to develop their guys. And the track record for developing pitching in this organization is zero. It was no good. And so now we've got these new voices. Again, like I've said yesterday and earlier today, there's going to be three basically new pitching voices in this organization at the big league level. I'm anxious to see what some of these young guys can do because they're talented. Now can we harness and realize that talent? And I'm hoping new voices can help them. And if they can and they become really good, well, then you're a step ahead of things. But, man, the Royals and everybody else got to do it such the hard way in baseball. Yeah. yeah. It's different leagues. It's just. It's not the same. It's the same sport, but it's not the same league. No. Uh, so, supposedly, Trey Turner signed another big contract. It wasn't about the money. Yeah, right. It I mean, it's yeah. hard to say. It wasn't about the money when he, what was he, 300? Yeah, he got 300. 11 for 300 from the Phillies. But, but turned down 341 from the Padres, right? Allegedly, yeah. Does that make him like America's most popular athlete now because he took less money to play for a different team? <laughs> I mean, you feel like it's it's hard to say, hey, well done. You got 300. Like, how much is too much? I always contend nothing is too much. Right. Right. Take every last bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your careers are, are, are pretty short, but um, maybe he wanted to avoid the sales tax maybe, you were talking the, about the, earlier. The, the income tax, yeah, the 13.3% <laughs> income tax out in California. Maybe he did and go to Philadelphia where it's probably about half that uh, of there, but you know, he, he wanted to play for the Phillies, and he turned down $41 million more from a team to go play with Philadelphia. He turned down $41 million more, Josh, to go play for Philly than he would have gotten had he decided to sign with the Padres. And you, you may be right. We may, maybe we found the right number. Maybe $300 million is the limit for baseball players, and anything after that is just gravy. I don't know, but $41 million is a lot of bank to turn down. That's a, that's a nice salary. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that, that, that was the, uh, the Pirates' payroll last year, $36 million, I think. It's nuts. Baseball is uh, certifiably crazy. Yeah, somebody from the text line points out, they say baseball is a reflection of society from the 913. The Royals represent everyone struggling to make ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck, and then you got your top. It's true. Yeah. Vern's always said it. Baseball's a reflection of society, right? I mean, so here we sit right now watching the Yankees go $360 million to Aaron Judge, and we're like, can we get, a, like, a number five starter? Anybody, got, a, anybody a want to work for decent, three mil? At a decent enough rate? Yeah, God. It's just, I, it's, I don't know how baseball maintains this. I just don't. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.